Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, the Connections Pastor at Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. Pastor Tommy, we're on the double nickels today. This is our 55th episode the of the connecting double nickels of connecting faith to life. Yeah, that's an that, old man phrase, isn't it? I know because when double nickels, you know, that's you try not <laughs> to sound old, so you say I'm running the double nickel or gotcha. You know, if Man, you got double nickels right now, you're doing pretty good with this coin charge going on, right? Yeah, that would be a good thing. Double I, nickels. I've got tons of short. I've got tons of coins. At you home, have no so shortage. No, no shortage. House. No shortage at my house. Um, just want to encourage everybody that. Uh, you're listening to the podcast today. Make sure that uh, you invite someone to listen. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, text, however you do that. Uh, just keep uh, keep the word out there. Uh, let people know about our Connecting Faith to Life podcast and what it means to you. Well, today we're going to ask some questions. Uh, continue asking questions about what about the church during this time of COVID nineteen, and uh, certainly since uh, March, as we said last week, change is about the only thing that's been the same. Uh, many of us don't know what to do about church or how we should do church. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit today. Is, is is church about what we get out of it or what we put into it? And both are really a part of our church experience. But, you know, it's been my experience, Pastor, that most complaints aren't about how much extra time and effort that we want to put into church, and we just can't do enough for mm-hmm. the church. Uh, it's more about, you know, how it affected us mm-hmm. and our personal selfishness and hear the terms. I just didn't get anything out of worship service or music or sermon or Bible study or whatever term they're going to use. But I have to ask the question, is church the most basic form, in its most basic form, what we get or what we give? Mm. Um, is there anything we can do to rightly think about church yeah, yeah, in that yeah, way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're in this COVID-19 pandemic, and we're thinking through, okay, how do we do church right now in a really odd time? And how do we gather regularly mm-hmm. for worship? And yeah. at the heart of what we're talking about today, we're talking about the gathering, being together, being together as the body of Christ, what that means, why it's significant, what it looks like, what does it mean to be a part of the local church Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, especially in a time where for many of us, gathering isn't a possibility. And there are some, uh, you know, churches during this crisis that have not opened their doors back mm-hmm. yet. There's some who have opened and closed back down. There's yeah. some. In some states, you know, government is still kind of saying, don't do it. Right. You, know, you think about California or other places that they're really being kind of strict on the local church right now. And so, you know, we need to talk about the importance of gathering regularly for worship. Hey, Trey, you thinking about that, did you know that sports are starting back? Yeah, I suppose is, is today the first day. Of- By the time this podcast airs, I think we will already have some games, both in baseball oh, and baseball and is what I basketball. Was, yeah, I so don't basketball know basketball too. Okay, yeah, I know baseball starts today. I think. I think you're right. I think it's today that there's some games on, and then maybe except this for, weekend, except for the Toronto Blue Jays, because nobody will let them play. In, so, well, who cares about the Toronto Blue Jays? Yeah, they're Canadian. You know, they they. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the, not what the, you meant. <laughs> That's what came out of my mouth, though. But anyway, I but love they, my they, Canadian yeah, brothers. The Toronto Ancestors. Blue Jays, they, they've historically had a pretty good team. They've won a couple World Series. They've won they? some World Series. Montreal. Yeah. We don't even have Montreal. It was, it was the Montreal. They're gone. It shows my the, baseball yeah, knowledge. Yeah, Montreal Expos. Remember yeah. Montreal Expos and, yeah, Canadians. 
But anyway, they, they don't play have any. Baseball, they don't right? have any place to play. Canada won't let them play, and America won't let them. Well, you think about it. That's that's what's really interesting. So we have games starting back up, both mm-hmm. in basketball and in baseball, and no fans are going to be there. Yeah, that's wild. Did you hear what they're going to do though? No, what are they going to do? They're going to actually. You're going to be able to put on your computer or your phone. You know whether you want to give them thumbs up, thumbs down, and so it'll get louder. And then if you put booze in there, then it won't get as loud and. So Interesting. They're going to have so crowd we'll be, noise we'll in there. We'll still be able to engage in the live experience. That's what they then. say. We'll see how it works. Huh? But can you imagine? Can you imagine being a basketball player or a baseball player, and you're playing your game, and nobody's there to watch you? It's called practice. It's called practice. <laughs> you know, that's usually what you do just about every day. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And I've heard, you know, when NFL starts back up, they're still trying to figure out what to do with NFL. Mm-hmm. And as far as, like, I think the last I read, uh, the Atlanta Falcons were going to let between ten and. 20,000 into the stadium, and that's it. Well, actually, that's better than I thought they were going to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when college football, who what we really care about, because we don't care about the NFL as much as college football, who knows what they're going to do with college football. Mm. I just can't imagine college football happening and they're not being – I mean, that's that's the whole point, right, to have fans in the stadium. I mean, you think about – I know you're a Clemson fan, and we all have problems, and I'm a Georgia fan. Um, I think about, man, you go to a Clemson game or a Georgia game, the number of people that go to a game, right? Mm-hmm. There, there are some teams in in this nation that will seat over a hundred thousand people. Yep, that's crazy. And and then this fall, going from a hundred thousand people a game to maybe zero, mm. I, I can't imagine. There will not be any home field advantage. I'll tell no, you that. No, there will not so. be. Hey, do you do you like going to sporting events? I love it. Yeah, I adore it. Yeah. So when you go to a sporting, because here's reality, right? And we're gonna go somewhere with this. When you go to a sporting okay. event, right? When you go to a sporting event. You can get a much better view watching it on TV. You can. It's true. I've I mean, said that multiple right, times. Because when I go to a college football game, I can't afford, you know, to sit down close to the, the field, right? I can't afford the, the expensive tickets. I can only afford the nosebleed section. That's what right? I was gonna say nosebleed. Yeah, way up in the yeah. in the top bleachers and you know, that's all I can afford. And you can't see anything up there. Mm-mm. I mean, thankfully over the last, you know, decade or so they've started to put the big megatrons in and you can you can go to the game and watch it on TV. <laughs> I said that. Right? That's actually that, what I that's, said. That's but, yeah. the way it works. You go to the game, you sit up there, and you watch it on TV. So I can stay at home and watch Georgia football and get a much better view of mm-hmm. the game. But what I can't get at home is the experience. Mm-hmm. It's true. You go to a college football game not to see the game because the likelihood is you're not going to be able to see much more. You're sitting. You go for the experience. For the You'd, tailgating, the enthusiasm, the, the atmosphere. I mean, the it's atmosphere. an experience, you know, right? The, yeah, I'm telling you, you do not I, – I don't care what game it is. You don't get the chills no. like you do when you're there. Oh, there's just something about being there. And I can mm-hmm. remember – I've been at some uh, – nothing too significant, but I remember 1991 mm-hmm. when the Atlanta Braves clinched the NL East for like the first time in over a decade. I was there. I was, I was I was watching on TV and threw my lunch up in the air. I was so. there. I was I, we were wow, in the, we were in the nosebleed cool. section. Um, is that, that the one Sid Bream slid to home? No, that wasn't that game. This was before. Um, okay, yeah, that, yeah. No, I, was I think that was for, actually for the pennant. This was actually when they won the division. Yeah, I was there, and I I remember I remember because I was I was I mean seventh or eighth grade. I was a, I was a kid, um, but I remember just the atmosphere, the enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. That place erupted when they won that game. I bet it did. It was wild. It was it was an amazing experience. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to watch it on TV. It's another thing to be there mm-hmm. and actually have the experience, right? And so, so when we talk about gathering regularly for worship, 
that is difficult in this COVID-19 crisis. But I bet you what people are learning, and we're thankful that we can do digital church mm. and have the ability to watch a message, to uh, participate in online worship, but it's not the same as being there. I would agree. It's not the same as being there. And so what we want to talk about for just a few moments is how do we make, especially during this time where we're in this pandemic and, and, and maybe not able to be a part of weekly worship like we want to be, how do we make the most of gathering mm. for worship? Yeah, let's do that. That'd be great. Well, let's let's uh, start by saying this. is I think uh, we can at least look at two ways to make the most of worship. Mm. And and I guess we maybe should have said in-person worship. So anyway, so how do we do that, Pastor? Yeah, one, we need to understand that it's a worship service. So, yes. so we're talking about specifically how to make the most of being in person. I, I know some of us right now can't be in person because of, of you know, of course. age or concerned about our health. And so therefore we're not coming to church on Sunday mornings, but, but for those of us who are coming to church right now on Mm -hmm. a regular basis, how do we make the most of it? One, we understand that it's a worship service. Service. We call it that, right? And I know we kind of get it. We've kind of gotten away from some of the terminology we've historically used. I mean, I know I call it now worship gathering sometimes. Mm-hmm. So let's come to our worship gathering. But but historically, traditionally, we've called Sunday morning a worship service. Mm-hmm. What does that word service mean, Trey? It means to serve. <laughs> right? When you think of service, you think of doing something. You think of serving, mm-hmm. right? And so, I mean, I, I think it would help us tremendously if we would just get back in our brains, this idea that when we come to worship, it is a worship service. In part, we are coming mm-hmm. to serve. And I think we've lost that in our culture, especially here in the United States, because, you know, and it's just all of us, it's right, wrong, and different. Um, we, by nature, especially in the United States, we are consumers. We consume all the time, right? We 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 consume media, we consume sports, we consume whatever. I mean, we are the most entertained generation to ever exist. Oh, I would agree. Right. We can't do without it. You think about fifty, sixty years ago, there there was no entertainment, right? You might go into the theater to Three see a live channels. show. Yeah, black you know, and white you know, TV. But, but even think about a hundred years ago and just you did not have the resources for entertainment. that, we, And the idea, just think about travel. Mm. I mean, think about 100 years ago. You want to travel, it was near impossible, right? You took a vacation, you know. Well, you had to be wealthy. You had to be wealthy. Very wealthy. To take a European yeah. vacation, you have to get on boat for six months to get there, right? I mean, just crazy stuff, <laughs> yeah. right? Yes, yeah, right. And so here we are living in the most entertained generation to ever exist. And and we oftentimes bring that that, you know, entertain me persona that we have into the local church. When we come to the church, we come as consumers oftentimes rather than contributors. And I guess that's why people say, I didn't get anything out of that. I didn't get anything out of it. And so, so, so all of a sudden what happens oftentimes is worship service has become about what do I get out of it? Mm. If, if I'm gonna, if I'm going to give an hour of my time, I better get something out of it. Right. Mm. You know, you, you better sing the songs that I like. Uh, the, the preacher better tell some, some funny jokes and make me feel good when I leave. There better be something for my kids. There better be something for this. I mean, if I'm going to come, I don't want to waste my time. Right. I want to get right. something out of it. So what does this particular church offer that's going to benefit me? Mm-hmm. How are you going to 
You know, how are you going to minister to my needs? Because we come oftentimes with this idea of I'm a consumer, mm. but that's not the way it's supposed to be, is it, Trey? No, not at all. And it would be better for us, myself included, if we viewed Sunday morning worship as a, a time we're coming to contribute to more than a time we're coming to consume from. And I bet you many of us don't think about that. We don't think about, okay, when I when I come to the local assembly of believers, when I come to church on a Sunday morning, I'm coming to contribute more than I'm coming to consume. I know that's what they do. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so, what, that's what we want them to do, I should say. Yeah, so that's worship service, right? I'm, I'm coming to be a part of a service. I'm coming to serve. I'm coming to contribute, right? And so, so with that said, there's this understanding that, you know, when you come to worship on Sunday morning, it is somewhat of a sacrifice. Mm. It goes to Romans 12, doesn't it? You know? Yeah. Present your bodies to God as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to him. But there is, there is, when you come to worship, there's this, there's this element of sacrifice. I'm giving something up. Mm-hmm. There are a million other things I could do on a Sunday morning, right? I can have my kids involved in travel ball. I can, you know, take a, uh, an extra couple hours of sleep or to catch up on something at home. There's a million things I could do this morning. But because I believe in, in Jesus Christ and because God is worthy of my worship, I'm going to make some sacrifices. Mm-hmm. I'm going to treat this hour on Sunday morning differently than every other hour of the week. I'm going to make a sacrifice of my time. I'm going to make a sacrifice of my resources. I'm going to give up so I can be in the body of Christ, contributing, giving back to my God who has given so much to me. Mm -hmm. So it is a sacrifice. It's contributing, right? When I come, I'm coming with an attitude of I'm going to contribute my worship, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to set my heart, my affections, my attention on God. I'm going to focus... Uh, for the whatever it is, for the hour, two hours I'm on canvas, I'm going to f- do my best to focus on God. So I'm, I'm contributing my attention. So oftentimes we'll bring a financial gift. I'm going to contribute my r- financial resources. When I come, I'm coming not just to receive. I'm coming to give. I'm coming to contribute. I'm not a consumer. I'm a contributor because what God has given to me, I want to give to him. I want to give him my attention. I want to give him my res- resources. I want to I give him my worship. I want to give to others, right? Just yeah. by being here, my presence. Mm-hmm. I want to. I want to give encouragement to others. I want to pray for people while while I'm here. I want to bless people, right? And so, so man, if we want to make the most of the worship gathering on Sunday mornings, a large part of that is seeing Sunday mornings as a time where we come to contribute mm-hmm. more than we come to consume. Because we know this, just intuitively, we know this. And the more you give, the more you receive. Amen. The more you give, the more you receive. You know, I, I, I'm the life. Uh, I'm the Life Connections pastor here in uh, Northwood. And, uh, you know, people say, well, you know, I, I went to that, but I didn't get anything out of it, whatever. And I always say, you know, sometimes it's not about you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's about yeah, what you put yeah, into it. Yeah, it is. It there really might be somebody is. there that needs to hear from you, be, have a word yeah. of encouragement from you, something going on with you. Maybe you need to pray for them. Who yeah. knows what it is? And it's, it's the way life works, right? I mean, it's the way life works, for example, in your daily Bible reading. Mm-hmm. In your daily Bible reading, isn't it true, Trey? There are some days you just don't get much out of it. Yeah, it's just you're reading. It's, it just is. I mean, yeah. you're reading through, you know, Leviticus and like, oh, come on, right? I mean, that, <laughs> I'm in Acts right now when we're going through Paul's yeah, trials, yeah, and it's yeah. not off, you know, yeah, I'm so, reading. So, and, and, you know, sometimes you just don't, but, but then there are those days that you're consistently reading mm-hmm. through Scripture, and you have those days in the midst of that consistent reading where God just meets you where you are oh, and he wow. blesses you. Oh, yeah. And I think in part it's the same way on Sunday morning for Sunday morning worship. There there are some Sundays, let's just be honest, that the preaching really is boring. 
just is, right? Not at this church, well, but at some churches. I'm sure there, there's some dull ones every now and then, right? <laughs> um, so there's some Sundays, right, that you leave and you're like, yeah, I, I didn't really learn anything new, or whatever the case may be. There, there are some Sundays that are like that, but every Sunday can be a Sunday that you contribute. Amen. You might not get as much out of it as you thought you might, mm-hmm. but every Sunday is a Sunday that you can bless, encourage, that you can praise God for what he's done for you and who he is, that you can encourage someone in their faith. Every Sunday is a Sunday you can give, and I'm telling you, the more you give as you come, the more God is going to bless you, the more you're going to receive, and you're going to have those moments in corporate worship where God is going to bless you immensely. Amen. So, number one, understand that it's a worship service, yeah. so we serve. Come to contribute. And then, number two, use online resources, which is interesting, to supplement in-person gatherings. So, we're in a weird time in history. Yeah. We're in a weird time in history where the church has gone digital. Again, all across our nation, there are many churches that have not opened their doors again. They're mm-hmm. still meeting online. And I guess, you know, my concern is that many believers will become comfortable with just online worship, mm-hmm. right? I am thankful for digital worship. I am thankful. Man, I know for me personally, over the years, I've been blessed oh, yeah, by online too. resources. Yes. I've been blessed by podcasts. Can you imagine? I mean, you know, 50 years ago, Trey, if you wanted to hear a great preacher, you had to go find him, right? I mean, mm-hmm. if you want to hear one of the famous preachers, like a Billy Graham or the case may be, um, or, you know, you think about broadcast, um, you'd, you'd wait. Yeah, you had to wait till nine o'clock, 9 o'clock on and, Tuesday night, and or Billy whatever. Graham would come on, or or you had tape cassettes. You'd send off for tape cassettes, oh, or I tape remember cassettes, those days. or CDs, yeah. or whatever the case may be. Now you can get on your phone and listen to just about any pastor all across this nation. Exactly, large church pastors, small church pastors, everything mm-hmm. in between. On our phones, you have access to millions upon millions upon millions of sermons. That's mm-hmm. a good thing because I know personally I've benefited from that. As we all Riding have, in my yeah. car, listening to some of my favorite preachers, whether it's Tim Keller or whoever the case may be, I've benefited greatly from that. But but sermons I hear on my phone or live stream I watch on Sunday morning is not a replacement mm. for Sunday morning gathering. I'm thankful for it, and I'm thankful right now that, man, I, if this— pandemic would have hit 20 years ago mm-hmm. we wouldn't have been able to keep up with each other it just wouldn't we wouldn't have the the we didn't have the resources we have now so i'm very thankful for this age and day that man we could keep on rolling right that people can watch us on facebook or youtube and that's been a blessing but we can't let it become a pre- replacement for on for mm-hmm. in-person gathering it is a supplement it's a supplement and, and, and right now yeah. right now it is it is a temporary way to stay connected but mm-hmm. man as this pandemic comes to end whenever it does we need to be encouraged to be back with the people of God, right? There are there are advantages. There are advantages to online worship. Mm-hmm. The advantages are it's convenient. Yeah. I can get up in the morning. I don't even have to take a shower. I can <laughs> lay in my bed and watch a worship service, and that's good when I'm traveling. And and, and, and Stacy and I, I will be on vacation for the next week, and we'll be able to watch Northwood. That's convenient. On Sunday morning, we can turn on uh, our, our, our iPad or whatever the case may be and, and watch the service here and still stay, stay connected. That's a good thing, right? So it's convenient. And it's helpful. We think about shut-ins who aren't able to be with us. A big what a one, blessing yeah. that we're able to help them have computers set up in their home, and they can watch and live stream, watch it on their TV mm-hmm. if they've got the right equipment. I mean, that's, it's a convenient blessing. And and if you think about Trey, especially during this pandemic, it's even an opportunity for evangelism. You think about the number of people we've had here at Northwood come to our church because during the pandemic, they 
watched us online. Exactly. Right? Somebody who's a part of our church, they shared our, our live stream on their Facebook feed, and then a friend watched it, and they enjoyed what they watched. And as a result, they've come to Northwood. Mm-hmm. We've had lots of families who've come to Northwood because they saw us on Facebook. And that's mm-hmm. really cool. So it's been a, an, an evangelistic opportunity for us. And, and if you're listening and you have not come back to your church yet because of, of the pandemic— it's an evangelistic opportunity for you because while you while you might not feel comfortable yet um, coming to a large group gathering, you might feel comfortable inviting your neighbor over to your house Good to idea. watch the live stream. With Good you, idea, right? There you go. And so that's an evangelistic opportunity for you. And so there are many advantages to having digital worship, having a digital church. That's a good thing, mm-hmm. but it will never replace the physical gathering of God's people. So there are From dis- the beginning, right? From the beginning of the church in Acts, mm-hmm. God established his church, and he established church with the intention of his church meeting together regularly, right? I mean, Hebrews chapter 10, Hebrews 10.25, yeah. do not neglect to meet together. Mm-hmm. So I guess, you know, again, my concern is I, I don't want any of us to get so comfortable with online worship that when this pandemic is through, we stay online and don't get back together with the body of Christ, right? Exactly. So with with using online resources, then how can we use them? Okay, we get yeah. the that part, but is there more than just watching or maybe inviting a friend? Although that's, I think that's actually a big yeah, deal yeah. to be able to get together on a smaller level yeah. maybe. Yeah, maybe. I guess the question is how in, in this interim time when maybe we're not able to gather like we once did because of the pandemic, how can I make the most of it? And I think inviting a couple friends over to view a live stream with you is a a way to make most of it. Mm -hmm. Staying involved in some kind of virtual Bible study is a way you make the most of it, right? And so trying to to make as many connections as you can is, I think, really important. In this digital world, I mean, we can even invite people, say, you know, we got our church online. You don't even have to show up. You know, why don't you just, uh, we'll watch together. You watch at your house, I'll watch at mine. Oh, yeah, that's we'll not talk ideal. About later, right? Or whatever you know, the case what, may be, right? Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, you want to make the most of it the best that you can, mm-hmm. and knowing that this isn't the best situation we can be in. The best situation is when we're able to be together in the body of Christ. Because think about it, Trey. Here's what happens in the body of Christ when we meet together on Sunday mornings that cannot happen online. When we gather together at Northwood, mm-hmm. when, when, when the body of Christ is present at 2200 Green Ridge Road, together we are able to make a public declaration. When we come together, we're all saying together, right? Mm-hmm. The hundreds and hundreds of us that gather in this facility, we're saying together, we are the body of Christ that believe that he died for us and rose again. That's powerful. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's like going to a Clemson game. Yeah. And everybody is wearing it their is. orange and their purple, right? We're united together. We're saying that. We're saying collectively on this Sunday morning, we're, we're setting aside time to come together to say we are one. We declare that we are one through the death and resurrection of Jesus. That's Amen. a big deal, right? Amen. You can't do that online. You, you just can't, right? So there's something about gathering with the body where we declare together. We're all in this together. Right? Or think about this, um, the encouragement and fellowship. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can do that online in some ways, I guess, with, with Zoom and those kind of things, but not in the same way that we can on Sunday morning. Exactly. I, I mean, can't slap somebody on the back, yeah, can't. you know, or hug their neck. I mean, I know we can't do any of that right now because of COVID, but, you know, we, but that encouragement and fellowship that comes just mm-hmm. from being together is really, really important. And, and, and that, in some ways, can't be duplicated, duplicated online. Or think about this, belonging to a shared mission. Mm, I like that. 
belonging to a shared mission. Again, when we come together, we're saying together, God has united us, and he's united us for a purpose. We are together for the sake of the gospel. And it's hard to, to experience that shared sense of mission when we're not together. Mm-hmm. We, we, it's, you know, you've, you've heard the old saying, Trey, right? Um, we, we come together to be equipped so we can go out and leave the church mm-hmm. on mission. And that's, just, that's, that's, that's it, right? And that's when we doing. come together, we come together to be equipped as one body of Christ to be the, the church gathered who then scatters back out of the community for the sake of the gospel. Amen. Or think about this. I mean, the opportunities to contribute, whether it's through greeter ministry, whether it's through children, children's activities, whether through you know giving in person, whatever the case may be. I mean, there are, there are multiple opportunities mm-hmm. for you to contribute and worship when we gather together that you just can't do online, right? Or you think about this, right? Uh, the the shared experience of the power of the spirit. Oh, there's no way to duplicate. You can't that. duplicate that no. because here here's reality. You can get on your phone this week and listen to to last Sunday's message, and hopefully it was a good message. Sure. And hopefully on your phone as you're driving your car, you can be blessed by that message and it's an encouragement and help to you. But I'm telling you, it ain't the same as hearing it in person because there's something about and this this gets into the realm of the supernatural and we don't have all the answers as to how this happens or. Or any of that, but but there's something about being together, mm-hmm. and that that moment in time where the Spirit of God is at work in a unique way among a unique people that can't be replicated uh, through a device, right? There really is something powerful, something supernatural mm-hmm. that happens when we're together, and we're together putting ourselves under the Word of God, and we're worshiping together. That just can't be duplicated through a phone. It just can't be. Yeah, I think uh, it's. it's- it's almost like informational. I listen to sermons. Yeah, podcast, yeah, yeah. I'm getting yeah, information yeah. versus inspirational. Inspirational, the inspiring part of the Holy yeah, Spirit. Yeah. Working There's just in. something powerful yeah. about being together with the body of Christ that that just can't be replicated or duplicated online. Or you think about you know the ability to focus better when you're here on campus, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's just a reality. It is. It is. It, it is really hard is. to focus when you are. Uh, uh, live streaming the service in your home. Your kids are running around the house, right? Somebody knocks on the door. Uh, you know, you get distracted because you start scrolling social media, exactly. whatever the case may be. It, it just, it's just the nature of it. It's, it's much easier to have focused worship when you come to mm-hmm. church and gather with the body of Christ. Now, again, we are very thankful uh, for live stream and for all the online Amen. resources that God allows us to have. And I'm very thankful in our church in particular, for all the people who are taking advantage of that. Man, it's a gift, and it's great, right? All we're saying is, man, just understand its limitations. Amen. It's good. It's a gift from God. It is. But it's not the same as being with the body of Christ. And so all we're saying is don't let yourself get comfortable with online worship. Enjoy it, right? Mm-hmm. Make the most of it during this season. But when you're able to gather again do it because you need, I need, we need to be with the body of Christ. It is really important, and it's scriptural, Amen. right? God commands us to gather with his body. We need it. Well, Pastor, it's been a great word on what it means to have our church gathering regular for worship and not getting that out of our minds yeah. and out of our hearts. Yeah. Um, so uh, thank you so much for just reminding of, of the importance of corporate mm-hmm. worship. So, Pastor Tommy, why don't you close us, and uh, we look forward to getting back together next week. Yeah, so we hope this has been helpful for you and has encouraged you to make the most of your church and 
I hope we has it has encouraged you to gather regularly with your mm. church, whatever that looks like right now. Don't forsake the assembling with the body of Christ. And we, if we don't see you for a few more weeks, that's cool. But we look forward to seeing you. If you're part of the Northwood family, we look forward to seeing you back real soon. We hope this podcast has been helpful for you. If it has been helpful for you, go ahead and subscribe. And uh, that way you can have new content delivered to your device every single week. Leave us a five-star review. Those are always helpful. Share this with a friend. And as always, we hope that today's episode has helped you connect faith to life.